Small Business and Startup Stories DSM features conversations with small business owners who share both their victories and failures on their path to success. Small Business and Startup Stories DSM is produced by the Greater Des Moines Partnership. More tips and resources are available at dsmpartnership.com backslash small business. I'm your host, Christina Moffitt. Sarah Jacobson, welcome to Startup Stories. So why fashion and retail as a career for you? Yes. Well, thanks for having me, Christina. I'm super excited to be here. Um, for me, I have always loved fashion and retail. They've been big passions for me my entire life. And it's something that I just feel so strongly about. I love helping women feel good and comfortable in the clothing that they're in. So this just made sense for me to go into this career field. So prior to fashion and owning your own store, t- tell us a little bit about your career path and how you became to own your own business. Yes. Well, I'll take you back um, because I just like to share this story from when I was younger, like living at home with my mom and dad in high school. I I would always want like the designer clothes, the expensive stuff, like the super trendy. And my mom, she said, you know what, Sarah? You can have those, but you're going to need to get a job so that you can support your fashion and the clothes that you want. Like any good mom, right? Go buy it yourself if you want it. That's right. So I did. So I got a job and I was having so much fun, like putting together all these great and fun outfits. And that basically was the start of it. Um, I... I, um, after high school, I went to college in Chicago, the International Academy of Design and Technology. And throughout my whole, um, college path, I was assistant manager at the Limited at Water Tower Place in Chicago. Okay. And that was a great place to learn a lot. Um, I had amazing managers and they really helped me and they helped develop me and my skills. And when I moved back to Des Moines, I knew that I wanted to open my own business. Okay. So it was really important, the education piece, because a lot of times we talk about, you know, education. Do you do the education? Do you do the entrepreneurship path? But I feel like they kind of both go hand in hand. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think both were huge because my education really helped propel me. And I I was able to know some things to expect when I opened my business. But definitely when I opened, I was able to see there's so much more when you're when you are just in it, the different experiences that come up that can't be taught, like they just have to be learned through experience. But that hands-on experience too, probably with the limited is just absolutely priceless in owning your own business. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yep. So tell us a little bit about how long you've been in business and the fashion industry has really evolved. I mean, when we look back to our high school days, people weren't buying clothes online. So tell me a little bit about how it's evolved and then just a little bit about the services and products that you offer. Yeah, absolutely. So I've been open for eight years. And like you said, things have changed so much, um, especially with the technology piece. When I opened, I mean, I had a Facebook, but it wasn't even a huge thing. But now, I mean, you have to be on all the social platforms and really being able to get your products in front of people. 
So and being a brick and mortar store, I had to take that transition from selling with people um, face to face and then working in some of these more like the online sales and things like that. So do you offer online sales? We have an online store and basically we have photo shoots every week and we upload our pictures and people can buy right from the website. And then we're also doing something really cool through our Facebook page where we have a VIP group. And people can actually buy the items right through Facebook by linking an item number to the item. Like, so basically it's like they comment like sold medium and then it's an all of an automated process where we're able to get shipping addresses pull the products and ship these items straight to the customers but they're still getting that personal almost like a one-on-one but they're able to stay home shop from the couch and see the products on me or someone else that are modeling the items. And that's been such an amazing addition for Facebook to be able to do that. Because I'm sure the technology, if you weren't doing that through Facebook, would be rather expensive. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, this is great. It's all integrated. Um, it's a third party system, but it integrates in and it's able to, it's been able to give us an awesome customer experience for people that have moved or that have found us online, but don't live local. Amazing opportunity. And you have such a loyal following. I know when they do move, they tend to stick with you. So what a, yes. they can still shop local. <laughs> very true. You. So I know the business has grown and you have actually moved and things like that. So tell us a little bit about how you got open off the ground and to where you're at today. Yeah, absolutely. So um, like you mentioned, I've been, it'll be eight years this summer that I've been open. And when I opened, um, It was one of those learning experiences where you don't always know exactly what you want, at least for me. Um, So I had my store. It was great. But I was finding that I did need a little bit of a different location to draw in more of a walk-in client and then also just something that was a little bit easier accessible and for people to be able to see me. So after about four years, we moved to our new location, which I definitely call home and I don't see us moving anytime soon just because it's such the perfect spot for us. Even though we only moved across the street, um, the stores that are by us have higher traffic volume. So we're getting a lot more walk-in traffic and this location is a little bit higher where people can see us a little easier from the road and And find us. I would say some of the co-location of businesses around you tend to draw, you know, I know there's a spice shop, which I would assume draws females that you're a female store. That co-location was probably pretty important to you. Yeah, absolutely. And it's great to build partnerships with people, which is one of the big things I've done throughout my whole career of owning Fusion Boutique and with my neighbors, even we have partnerships. We're referring people back and forth to each other. If someone goes into the spice store, all the girls there love Fusion. So they're always referring them they're like, oh, have you gone next door? You've got to check this out. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been great. I'm sure they have your um, items on. So if somebody comments on something, they can actually refer you right yes, next door. They generally do. <laughs> Which I think is great. Yeah. So you're here and we're recording this. So somebody's obviously back running the store. So talk to me a little bit about, you know, hiring because your employees are the face of your business when you're not there. So how do you find good employees and what has that journey been like for you? Yes. And finding finding employees that understand your business, understand your values. I mean, that is so huge because I want the store to run seamlessly, whether I'm there or not there. And I have found that the best employees 
for me were clients. Um, we have and referrals from like-minded people. And that's actually how I have found all of my employees. So people that were shopping in the store that I could tell had a big passion already for fashion and you could see them loving the products, you know, that's going to be a good fit. Um, and then a struggle is finding people that want to work part-time hours since we don't have full-time opportunities. So one of our employees who works the most hours, she is amazing. She has another job where she does work full-time, but she works for Fusion part-time, but she loves fashion. She loves people. And I'm able to give her this fun outlet for her where she can come in and it's just like a fun, happy place for her. That makes total sense. I think that the ones that are there because they want to be there versus have to be there are probably some of the greatest employees and honestly your brand ambassadors for you. Yes, absolutely. Which you have a lot of brand ambassadors on the street. Yes, <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> so Sarah, life is always happening in the background in eight years of running a business. I'm sure you've had some personal challenges and things that have happened while you're there. And we know that entrepreneurs put on that happy face and they welcome their customers and kind of have to stifle a lot of their personal life that's happening in the background. Any challenges that you've experienced personally that you'd be willing to share with us today? Yes, absolutely. And you're so right, because when you open a business and you have a storefront, especially you have to be there and it has to be manned. So if you're sick or have something going on, it's like, how do I balance and juggle this the situation. Mm -hmm. um, the best thing for me is like we talked about earlier was finding some key employees, but I didn't always have those key employees, especially at the beginning. Mm -hmm. So, you know, one example I can give is my husband recently deployed for six months. And so just dealing with him being gone, trying to run my business and not having that support at home um, as much as I would if he were there. Um, yeah. I, you know, I really lean in on the support that I have through friends and family and, and our employees because being close to those people and always having that constant support has been huge in propelling me to the success and the growth that we've seen in the business. It sounds like you've learned early on to ask for help, which is usually hard for entrepreneurs until they're thrusted in it. And with your husband being on, talk to me a little bit about how you think that made you a stronger um, entrepreneur. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think it just shows that you, as a female entrepreneur, and I mean, as any entrepreneur, female or male, that if you really put your heart and your mind to something, you can really do it. And I think it's just having that faith and that belief in yourself that you're willing to put in the work that you're going to accomplish your goals no matter what. It's kind of that, you know, you have to be resilient. Absolutely. <laughs> so eight years in, I mean, you're really considered an established business right now. And That's kind of crazy to hear. <laughs> it is. I mean, once you move wow, past that five-year five mark, you become established. But I think established businesses face a whole different set of challenges than startups, right? Can you talk to us about any challenges that you've kind of faced as you become a more mature business? Yes. I think one of the biggest things is once you are established, which I guess I can officially say I'm established now, <laughs> is that you're always trying to keep and retain your clients. And I just don't want one person to come in and let's say they have a great experience, but there's so many like marketing and so many different avenues and 
uh, different retailers, different places, like all looking for their dollar. So I think what's important is that you see your clients as valuable. And I see each and every person that comes into my store, whether let's say they come in and they buy a $20 cami or they come in and they spend $500. Like every single person is valuable to me. And I want to have that special relationship with every single person and be able to meet them where they are and with what their needs are. So really just taking that and applying that every day. Um, I want people to walk in and when they leave that they feel happier, they feel better. Like they've had such an amazing experience that they, they are not going to forget about me and they want to come back because they had just, they felt inspired. So to me, owning a retail business, it's not just about the clothes. It's really about empowering women in our community to be the best that they can be. And I would definitely say that. I mean, I think that I'm sure some of those those cami people have turned into your five hundred dollars oh, clients just absolutely. because you have such a way of working with them on their self confidence and what clothes actually fit their body, which is not something they're going to get if they walk into like a national retail brand. Yes, that's our biggest feedback too. Is our clients really like to come in because they know that if they want help putting together that outfit, we're just not going to say hi and then be gone like we're there like we're there to help them and give them the full service um whatever they want whether they just want a few outfit ideas or if they just want to browse themselves like we will meet them and give them the service that they want so fashion is always coming at us no matter yes. what medium we're on so how do you how do you stay on top of the trends you need to know like you know the new colors of the year the styles things like that how how do you keep track of all of that oh yeah there's so much um so I just always try to be current. Um, like you were saying, there's all the social media. So being current on Facebook, on Instagram, on Pinterest, seeing what people are posting and what people are talking about. And then always just kind of being, being the frontliner. Like if you see a trend coming out, you know, test it out, try it, see, see what people are, are liking. You know, you can't be scared to take a risk. Um, because sometimes that's, that's what pays off the most. Right. So what is like the number one trend of 2019 that we're going to see a lot of? Okay. So fashion is ever changing and we are seeing so, so much, but I will tell you for spring, we are seeing a ton of animal print. Hmm. Yeah. The animal print is crazy <laughs> right now. I'm wearing animal prints. You can't see me, but I'm wearing animal print today. Uh-huh. And it looks really good. <laughs> um, so we're going to see animal print, um, kind of like a safari kind of hmm. um, look. And then like our florals, they aren't going anywhere. And we're also seeing some bright and vivid colors like the coral is color of the year. Okay. And then, of course, rompers. Those are a thing. <laughs> and it did take us a while to jump on the romper, um, romper wagon. But now we're seeing them. They're being made to like cut. They're cutting them in a way that's fitting women in a more flattering way. Okay. So now I'm like ready to embrace it. Okay. I'm yeah. with you. I don't own a romper, but <laughs> right. That's <laughs> I might all right. need to come see you yes. for one. Yes. So you talked a lot about Facebook and, and your social media um, and owning a business. Um, you have both your personal page and your business page. So is there is there a black or white for you between the two or is there like definitely gray where you kind of pass between where, you know, on your on Fusion, we'll 
you're the face a lot. So we'll hear Sarah's voice. But, you know, do you post a lot on your personal page? Do people get tired of being sold to? Just talk to us about how you handle both of those pages. Yes. I feel like this is such a loaded question. (laughs) There's no Um, right or wrong answer. Okay, great. So, um, and I actually have three Facebook pages now. Okay. <laughs> so because the VIP page. Yes. yes. Um, so I have my personal page and I do try to keep it very, you know, posting pictures of I'm out and about doing something interesting besides fusion. Um, you know, once in a while I, I get out <laughs> of the store. Um, and then I post a lot of my dog pictures, you know, on my, my personal page. That's, that's the big one. Yep. But I definitely will share things on my personal page, but I definitely don't want to ever come off as salesy or trying mm-hmm. to push things too hard. So if it's like a fun event or things that I think that people might be interested in, like friends, family members, things like that, I'll share them to my personal page. But I do try to keep a lot of that on my business page. And then in our VIP group is where we're posting our brand new arrivals and having our um, sales, our live sales. So when people join our Fusion Boutique VIP page, they kind of are, they're already know that we're going to be posting new arrivals. We're going to be posting videos. We're going to be doing live sales. So that's really a place where they can have the opportunity to buy items. Okay. So no, I mean, honestly, they know they're going to be, it's more salesy and they want to be there. They want to be the first to get it before it's gone. Exactly. Yes. I think you do a great job of that. Um, Talk to us a little bit about how you advertise, um, because I know that you obviously have different ways that you do that, but I know part of what you do is educating the clients. So if you can talk to us about your Facebook Live specifically and then other ways that you advertise as well. Yes, absolutely. I think that sometimes when people think of advertising, it's all like, oh, selling products or pushing products where, like you mentioned, when you're educating clients about your products, that also is a draw because people want to understand how to wear something and how things fit, especially in the retail, in the fashion industry. So, and we... I would say the most important thing is to have consistency. That is something that I've been really focusing on the last couple of years. So our live videos, for example, we do Thursday night videos in our VIP group, and then we do Friday live videos on our regular Fusion page. And in our live videos, I'm generally showing products and I'm talking about different things about how products fit, how to wear them, where to wear them, and then... Let's just, uh, for example, last week we did a spring break video. So this video was all about helping people pack for spring break. I love it. Yes. Love it. And when you're packing for spring break, you don't necessarily have a whole bunch of room in your suitcase because you may be packing not just for you, but your family too. So it's how can I mix and match different pieces so that I can pack appropriately, but still fit everything that I need? I think that's amazing. I mean, I know specifically myself, like that would be something I would look for, you know, having a son and trying to pack him for a trip literally next week. Uh, it makes a lot of sense. And I yeah. do, she has amazing videos of scarves and how to tie them. So if you're scarf challenged with me, make sure you check out um, the Fusion uh, Facebook page for yes. that. Um, what what do you really attribute to your success? Because you are really a successful boutique in Des Moines and a lot of people look up to you and what you've been able to create in eight years. What do you, what do you attribute that to? That is so kind of you to say. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will really say that my success um, is deeply rooted in faith determination and hard work. And those early years when it was really rough and it, there were some 
rough times. I just, I told myself, you know, you are not giving up on this dream. You want to do this. Like, you just need to make it happen. So every day I would just get in there, get into the shop, work, 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 and just find ways find ways to be successful and little successes. Mm -hmm. Um, And all of those little successes is what makes a big success. It's not just one thing. It's, it's putting in the work every single day. Um, I know I kind of use those three key words, but aside from that, I will say just having supporting a supportive network. Like you have to surround yourself with people that believe in you and they, they see your dreams and they're willing to support you in that. Yeah, I think that's that's very true. And that's why you have such an amazing um, following. So we're going to wrap up here pretty quick. But tell me tell me what's next for Fusion. Oh, yeah. So we're excited because we talked about this a little bit, but the online platform is so huge and I don't ever want to take away from the one on one experience that we have in this store. I mean, that's that's what I love. I love helping people and seeing people on a daily basis. But what we're going to try to do is expand that service that they're getting in the store and really put some effort and some work into our online store and then into our VIP page so that we're able to give people no matter where they live the same great fusion experience. Well, Sarah with Fusion, thank you for being on Startup Stories today. We'll look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Small Business and Startup Stories DSM podcast. Inspired by these stories, we offer a hub full of resources needed for any small business owner to grow and succeed in Greater Des Moines, Iowa at dsmpartnership.com backslash small business. Thanks for listening.